Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. I could go on. Please do. If you... <laughs> I don't think I don't think they want it. I don't think they want it. I don't think they want the smoke. But uh, it's House of the Dragon time, baby. Fire and bloom. Back at you. House of the Dragon podcast presented by us, the Penny Bloom podcast. Episode seven, Driftmark. Another uh, another Miguel Sapochnik directed episode. And uh, I'm here to talk about it. Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And uh, I got to say, man, we got a we got another one. Another another just fucking banger of an episode. This was amongst my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones ever. How are they doing it? How? Well, it's it it continues to impress me because. We've like the fact that we've already covered like 16 years of story or some crazy shit like that. I mean, you know, we skipped 10 years there, but you feel every single bit of it you need to feel regardless of having skipped 10 years. Yeah. What? Like, how is that possible? How is it that effective? I like every time I'm online and I see someone go, oh, they're rushing it. I'm like, I, I mean, like. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're well, getting us exactly where they need us to be. Like, yeah, I guess we could have, you know, we could have seen more of Rhaenyra and Lenor, either relation, you know, just like just see more of them throughout ten years. You know, we skipped ten true. years, and and we don't see Harwin and Rhaenyra. Um, so, like, there true are enough. some deaths that I guess could be a little bit more impactful if we spent the time with them, but like. I think that's the point is that like it's not really supposed to be that big of a death like it's just like it these happens, things happen to get like, us to the thing that yeah. is big uh and yeah you know that's fair that is fair but uh regardless I still th- I I still feel like I feel the things I need to feel like uh yeah. when Harwin dies last week you know I'm feeling for Rhaenyra uh this week after Lena's death more than anybody I'm feeling for Lenor what a fucking Dude. ooh Dude was distraught. That was yeah. rough. That was rough shit. Um, and, uh, okay. I, I, and this is at, at the beginning here. But, like, why? What was Damon's little chuckle there? I got you. Shall we dive into the scene by scene then just to yeah. – because it won't be long. We will be there within yeah. moments. I need uh, I need some I got clarity you. I got you that. because it took me two watches, and the second watch, I'm on it. I know why. Um, 
But we open at Lady Lana's funeral, uh, taking place over on the on a cliffside over the ocean. Uh, King Merlin's domain, Merling, mm-hmm. apparently is what uh, it's re- it's regarded as according to the Valarian tradition. Uh, when they return her to the sea, and the cameras take to the crowd, we watch uh, Damon's daughters. Uh, cling to Rainice. Otto Hightower is there, rocking the hand of the king brooch again. Uh, we're back at it, you know. We're back at it. And uh, as Corliss's brother, Vaymond, delivers the eulogy in High Valerian about how the family's blood runs thick and true and must never be diluted, he stares directly at Rhaenyra and her kids Damon catches wind of this and cannot help but laugh. Okay. Thank you. I was, because yes. I, I, I'm like, I guess maybe it's just because he was talking in High Valyrian and I'm not really putting the two and two together. Like, as he's talking, like, I don't know. It felt like he was just laughing at Lena being dead. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, dude, wait. Like, I thought, like, he, I thought he turned somewhat of a new leaf. You know, like, uh, and um, I'd say, I'd say, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's just so, there's so much going on with him, you know, that like, uh, I do think that it truly affected him when Lena died, but I do, I truly also think that he's already like, well, that, that happened, you know, yeah. like, uh, I mean, he literally, I mean, like, if say... he was truly, if he was truly, truly distraught, this does not make him giggle. Yeah. You know, like, if if you're at your wife's funeral, there is nothing that should make you laugh unless it is, within context, a fun, funny memory. You know, like, uh, just yeah. generally the eulogizing her and being like, our blood runs thick, it must never be diluted. <laughs> like, I don't know, that's a bad look. That's a bad look. And, uh, yeah, Damon, Damon's, uh, specifically Josiris takes note of this, Rhaenyra's son. He looks down, he kind of, uh, he feel he feels the effects of that. And this was another example of just exquisite editing. My only beef with this is that it's unclear that Damon was also looking at Rhaenyra and her kids, which might be another reason why this kind of got, like, uh, lost in translation. Not, not so easily, uh, deciphered. That being the reason he laughs, but uh, the editing was really good. The way they cut to Jace, like immediately after that, mm. and uh, there were so know, many he's... parallel shots, like throughout this this episode of of mm. like I don't know, so many shots of you'd have two people having a conversation, they'd be facing camera right, and then like it would flip to like uh, the other side of the story, and they'd be like literally be in the same ca- position yeah. but facing camera left, you know, like. Um, I don't know, so many of just those or like at the, I think it was maybe here. Rhaenyra, like after the funeral? I think so. Or maybe they're on the ship going back or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and Rhaenyra's like walking, like just in a, in a direction and she's just looking at people and she sees Damon um and like oh the way the camera takes us through that through the after after i was about to mention that because when we get there it's one of my favorite parts of the episode Mm. the way like in the the on the right side of the screen you can see allison just eyeing the fuck out of her 
and then it just quickly cuts away from her because like that's just a part of it you know that's just that's just a little bit of what's going on here and that's what i loved about this episode is the beef in any given room is nuts Dude, yeah, the tension like, and is this high. this one is like the tensions are running high, but obviously later when we're all in the same room again, there is nobody in that room who is happy with anybody. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is like the way the tension you can just feel it. They all come in at odds with each other. Like, oh my god, it was so fucking good. But we do have a little little bit to go before we get there. Uh, Jace's son specifically takes note of this giggle, you know, after having questioned his parentage uh, a week ago. I do think this episode quelled any question about who his dad is. I think his dad is Harwin. Uh, you think? Really? Why, yes. Why so? This episode? They seem to imply there was a gap, uh, given that... Lenor and her actually did try for a little bit to to have a kid, you know. Uh, oh, and nothing and came. They of wouldn't. It. Yeah, no way. No way that she's actually pregnant with Kristen's baby. No, and no. then they try. I guess like there's no way that she wouldn't. Like it's early enough in the pregnancy where no, like. I'd be willing to bet Lenor and her don't fuck for a few weeks at the at bare minimum after their wedding. Like that wedding was a bad tone setter for what this relationship was going to be. No, Um, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right there. That's I and and frankly, I no matter what, that's what I'm going with now. I like thinking about Harwin as the parents of the kids. Um, it's better that way, honestly. It is I far better that it, way. It and I think... added, it would have added a cool dynamic, you know, I guess, to the show, but, like, I'd rather it not be that way. I, I would rather it not be that way either. Kristen's a complete and utter fuckboy, but... Uh... The line's got to end with him. Yeah, um, it's he can't have kids, man. The Coles need to stop. But, uh, yeah, so uh, they... Was the... Intro different. Did oh, the family tree it, I, I think note. it grew. I think it grew. There are little kid podiums now. That would like, make sense. Like for Raina and Le- and Bela. And... Yeah. I, and I couldn't gotcha. I, I couldn't tell though. I think so. I'll um, have to take a look back. I'm sure it did. It would only make sense the way the bloodlines are expanding. It would make sense for them to account and for that. One of I don't know if it was this episode. Or I don't know, or maybe it's this been this way the whole time, but one of the lines was running like absolutely thick. Like it was it was like eight times wider than like it, it seemed the break of uh Viserys in in uh Rainice even maybe. Like even like uh, uh, like uh, maybe even up fur I don't know, but like one side, like a big division. Like one side was running way thicker. Like gotcha. I don't think it was always that way. I don't know, but like I see it is I'll sort to, of. I think it is sort of changing episode by episode. As I'll have to take a look at that because I haven't been paying close enough attention to that. You know, uh, I, I I remember we had that sort of theory about it in the first ep- or the second episode that mm-hmm. it would start to evolve and yeah. as characters died and as characters were born, it would kind of show more and more for us. They did uh, the they did the same thing in Game of Thrones, you know, when like 
Winterfell was like burning, you know, like on yeah. the map you would actually see like um, when the White yeah. Walkers were making their way down, it was showed a trail of white in its wake. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I don't know that I'm not crazy on one. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right. That sounds. That sounds like something that would uh that they would certainly do. But uh, Lena's coffin here is pushed into the water. And it it marks the end of uh, of this of this funeral, and uh, we we head over to the post ceremony reception, where uh, Rhaenyra makes her entrance. And again, we've gotten a lot of paralleling shots of Rhaenyra entering a room from behind throughout this show. Uh, I remember specifically like uh, in the tent where her and her father had that argument at the feast for uh, Aegon's name day very, very, very early on in the show. Uh, we, it showed her entering a room from behind. I think it happened in the first episode. It happens here again as she enters, and it seems like everyone's eyes are on her. She makes them, her and Damon exchange looks. Allison get, gets a look in, but she searches for Jace in the crowd, and she goes over to talk to him, you know, asking if she uh, if he's seen his dad, and... Uh, to let him know that his cousins are having a really rough time. He should go give them some words of comfort. And he goes, it's ridiculous we're even here. We should be at Heron Hall, Morning Lionel and Harwin. Mm. And I was like, uh, okay, kid. Yeah, he knows, knows. Yeah, like, uh, and he's not the only one who knows, knows. Because uh, uh, whenever he does go over to Bela and Reyna, I think the older one is well aware that he's not only mourning a an aunt yeah you know i think she knows that he also lost his dad which is uh it's just a really cool way to show that the kids are looking out for each other at least over here uh between the valarians i think that's uh i think that was a really cool little touch because uh you know it could be perceived as him comforting her but she comforts him that's what that was yeah uh reaching out taking his hand like Hey man, I got you. I know what you're going through because I'm literally going through it right now. I just, I just lost my mom. You just lost your dad. We, we on the same page, same book. Just, I think it's, it's more of just like showing that the kids themselves are truly just innocent. Like in all of yeah. this, like even last episode, whenever you know Aegon is being a dick and like they are just doing you know kid things. It, it, it is just kids being kids. It's not legitimate family drama that cause you know one is going to kill someone over or you know kill some kids to keep a a claim to the throne it's just they're tied in to the family drama no matter what just because of of their their names um and i I don't know i think um like the kid like i guess harwin was around a lot and he was like their real dad like he seemed that they he was to, like the they one seemed they to imply that like, like he was around a lot. Yeah. Um, so like, no, even if even if he wasn't their blood, they would still be like, well, I want to well, go because they were distraught when he was even leaving. Yeah. You know, like whenever he was going back to Heron Hall, they were like, "No, please, fuck!" And Rhaenyra was like, "It's okay. We'll communicate by Raven. It'll be fun." You know, like they were clearly disappointed Harwin was leaving. So it implies that Harwin was there for them quite a bit. Um which is just God, it's it hurts so bad. It hurts like hell. Uh I love Harwin. But uh yeah, it, in another corner, 
we see uh, Aegon complaining to Aemon, you know, we have nothing in common. And Aemon's like, well, it'll be all right. And Aegon's like, well, perhaps you should be betrothed then. Uh, They're talking about Helena. Uh, Aegon and his sister are married, apparently, now. Um, They said, let's go ahead and get this out of the way early, you know. Uh, Y'all are married. That's how we're going to do things. Uh, And that's, uh, yeah, cool. Good for them. Uh, good for the good for the high towers over there, I guess the greens, if you will. Uh, but again, Helena, the little dreamer she is, on about uh, the spool of thread, green, black. She's prophesying the uh, the war that's about to happen uh, between the greens and the blacks. The blacks being the Targaryens and Valerians, the greens being the high towers and Targaryens. Uh, she be dreaming. She be dreaming. Yeah, there's. I wonder what I wonder what the magic or what the the actual explanation is if we even get one behind, her. like the dreamer thing. Yeah, if if we get like deeper into that and and it 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 is like maybe like when the Night King was created, like it was such a strong, such a big event. That it like made this prophecy like he it needed the night king needed to be destroyed because it was such a powerful thing, so like this prophecy was just set in place already, mm. you know, like just like all right we'll we'll create him for now, but but we will get rid of him by this happening, and for some right. reason it has to be a Targaryen on the throne, I guess, um which it was it like. I guess it was true. Was Daenerys, or was it still Cersei at the time? It was still it was still Cersei, but uh, the Targaryen guess... still helped, and and like because it was it was Aegon and Daenerys. Yeah, it, you know, it was Jon Snow and Daenerys. That it, it, they would uh, the Targaryen would be the one responsible to unite everyone mm. to fight against it. And Cersei and the was really the place only for party. that to happen. Yeah. yeah, Cersei was the only party that did not really yeah. joined Daenerys. But I guess they were the ones who really were the force against the Night King. Um, hmm. Yeah, I wonder, I don't know, if they're, if they'll dive into any of that or if it's just going to be kind of left Well, and like, that's what, is, that's what is interesting about putting this prophecy in this show, is that we have a very obvious glaring hole in the prophecy. And it's that Targaryen was not on the throne when the Night King was destroyed. You know, like uh, pretty blatant. I, I like I I don't know. That's a, it's very interesting. Um, but immediately after she was for a little bit. Yeah, like she became. So the like, queen. yeah, I don't. Hmm. Well, and the prince. I mean, like. The prince who was promised, the one who actually kills him, is not a Targaryen. You know, like, there's there's very little the Targaryens had to do with the actual defeat of the Night King. So I guess, uh, how much is this dream really... Like, how much can we really... 
Yeah, you know, maybe Aegon was like, a, maybe all he saw was the coming threat. And he decided that Targaryens were the best positioned to oh, fight yeah, him. Yeah, I guess like he's like, I, I saw this dream. Why did I see it? Because we have to do it. And why would I give this? Why would I be like, no, actually the Starks need to be on the throne during this time. You know, like right, I, he's right. not going to. No, yeah, the prophecy so. wasn't literally a Targaryen needs to be on the throne. The prophecy was that this shit's coming, and Aegon decided the Targaryens need to be there. Um, and they were. So, dubs. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Sir Kristen also takes note over here that, uh, Laris hasn't stopped looking at Alicent since they arrived. Quite unabashedly. Now, What the fuck is up with this dude? Because that's not like... You're not being subtle, A. Uh, Maybe it's just a reminder. Like, remember who I am. Like, you... I don't know. Like, you're welcome. Your father is hand now. Um, I guess. I just... Like, because he's he's happy with where he is for yeah, now he's, he's the new lord of harrenhal after his family's uh he seems demise. he seems comfortable right now but i he's got to be planning something more like the there's too much conflict right now for him not to profit off of it right um for him not to be like oh yeah i, I, I nothing's here for me you know the whole realm is about to fall apart nothing i'm just gonna stay out of it no this he's got some stake in something right but right i wonder man i don't fucking know he's a he's a allison's gonna need help now though so i guess yeah he came he's he's just like i'm here whenever you need that whenever you need that help you were talking about whenever i i told you one day you'd figure out a way to repay me it's coming up i know it is uh I think that's kind of uh I think that's kind of the idea, but uh there's also an interaction here where Corliss approaches Lucerus, Luke, and lets him know that he's gonna be he's gonna be the Lord of the Driftmark, you know. Uh one day his brother will sit on the throne, but the the Lord of the Sea, Lord of the Tides, he's got control of the sea, you know, he's got the navy. And Luke is like, I really don't I don't want it. I never wanted it. You know, he went full Jon Snow here. Uh, flesh of my flesh, blood of his blood. Uh, I don't want it. And he's like, well, what the fuck do you mean by that, man? You don't, What do you mean you don't want it? And then he delivers the most heartbreaking line I've ever heard from a child uh, who's in any position of power. If I'm Lord of the Drift Market, means everyone else is dead. These Oof. poor kids. Dude, they don't deserve the shit, bro. Especially the Valarians, man. On all sides, you know, Bela, Reyna, Lucerus, Josiris, none of them deserve this shit, bro. Helena, nah, she don't deserve this shit, bro. But, uh, I don't, I, I, Helena is the most interesting kid to me by far. Like, there's, the others are like, yeah, Aegon is, is, he has a claim and he's probably going to be pushed to the forefront of trying to be on the throne, blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, sure. Jamond? No, who stole Vagar? 
that's oh Amond. Amond. Okay. No. It, yeah. Yes. Amond. Um, Aegon. Amond. Helena. Or is it Aegon, Helena, Amond? Aegon, Helena, Amond. As far as like an order they were born, yeah. Just Cyrus, Cyrus Luceris. Luceris, and then. Uh, and then Joffrey. I mean, wh- whoever Damon and uh... oh yeah, Joffrey. Oh yeah, we're. Where was Joffrey he's, this he's week? Still a babe. He's, he's still, still a very baby? small baby. I yeah, forgot Joffrey existed this week. That's crazy. Uh, still a but, baby, I guess. But, hmm. I bet Damon and uh, Damon and Rhaenyra are definitely going to have a baby. Ah, immediately. Um, but the first thought in my mind was, well, uh, you just gave birth, but how? You know, you're going right back into it. Uh, it's good. Good to know that. You know that no one will have any question on whose child this is. I think. Yep. This um, is uh, this. This one's going to be Damon's. Like it, it, it'll finally have the white hair that everyone's mm-hmm. been looking for, but also the white skin. So, it's. I. I don't think. Well, I guess everyone believes that Lainor is also dead. So there's no possibility. There's no question there. Um, of it being his. Uh. So yeah. Th- I mean. It's it's just so funny that Rhaenyra's kids are like the most. It is without question everyone knows who the father is already. Like, um, it's so I don't know. I love how there's just no question on who who the father of her kids are in the show, and I mean it's brought up here in front of everyone. You know, yeah, so I guess here here in a little bit, but uh, there. yeah, all the while throughout this reception, Rhaenyra and Damon catch each other's eyes from. Lock eyes from across the room. Got my drink while the rhythms boom. Went full jizz in my pants by a lonely island for this I one. Great, but I jizzed. The, the, oh man, that that song. Lonely island, man. That was lonely that that unlocked island, a deep memory yeah. just there, like some some deep locked away memories. <laughs> oh oh god, hilarious to... shit. But Damon, I mean, not again smiling. Every time he he sees Rhaenyra and stuff, just like he's living right now, you know. For some reason, whenever there's chaos, that's when Damon's at his best. You know, that's when Damon's like, "I get to be me." Um, and uh, Rhaenyra watches as Viserys approaches him, and he extends his sympathies. You know, now it's been like over ten years since he dismissed Damon. So like, uh. Whenever he's like, "There's come, please come back, you know, come back to King's Landing. There's a seat for you on my council. Uh, you're you're always welcome. Let our beef pass with the years." And uh, Damon's like, "I don't need shit. I don't want shit. Pentos is my home now, as it is the home of my children." Uh, and and you know, Viserys is like, "Man, you and I both know that shit ain't true. Don't fuck with me like that." Uh, but Damon ultimately storms off. Otto tries to stop him, and he goes, "Hmm." No matter how large, how well the leech feeds, it will always want more. Uh, Damon fucking hates Otto. That might be, I forgot that this might be my favorite beef in the show. Yeah, is, I mean. Is Damon and Otto. He called, Damon called it out to Viserys early. And was Episode like, like two. Yeah, he's like you, like, you need protection from yourself. Your council is taking advantage of you, especially that hand of yours. And then. Rhaenyra comes up and is like, all right, you have to do this if you yeah. if I'm gonna be your heir. And then that's when he finally takes action. But like 
Nah, Damon, is that the beef? Is that he took advantage of his cousin? So yeah. it's like, I, yeah, like, I really, you're taking I really, advantage of my blood, so that's a nut, like, that's it that's between them, you know? Like, is that... I, I think Damon, uh, I really do think that Damon just, uh, I think he doesn't like, I, I think it might not have started from shit. I think Damon might just really not fucking like Otto, just on principle. Um, but I think he did, he does have a very good radar for when Viserys is being taken advantage of. And he knows Otto is someone who does that on a regular basis. So I think it, it again, it's that he wants to protect the family. He might, he's the only one who gets to take advantage of them, you know, in a really twisted way like that. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know that it goes much further than that. I think he just thinks that Otto's a, a snake, and he comes for the Targaryens, so he can't have that. Uh, hmm. And after this, you know, uh, party's over. Uh, Otto goes and retrieves Aegon, where he's nearly passed out, drunk at the bottom of stairs. Uh, Corlys watches. Uh, Corlys sees Laenor in the sea, really, really down bad after the death of his sister standing waist deep in the water crying and he marches over to sir carl and tells him to retrieve his patron uh in front of everybody i was like ooh yeah this was interesting as to like wh- why and like what does that does everyone know that that's how Lenor is too. Oh yeah. Like, is, is it just no? Like that's as known. I think as it's known. another thing that's as known. Like maybe not as known as they're not the. He's not the father of their kids, but uh, I think that the people who would be at Lena's funeral probably fair to assume they know the families well enough. So this wasn't to... this wasn't his way of being like telling everybody. Like no, 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 no. I don't think so. I like he was also he was pressed that Lenor was acting the way he was. He needed to stand up a little stronger. He needed to appear more with the family. He was down by himself, like really sorrowful and crying and drunk. He can barely stand when he's walking away. Uh, So I think he's just kind of like, go get him. He's making a fool of himself here. We need to we need him to get the fuck out. And frankly, that's just Corliss's old fashioned ways. Uh oh. He can't mourn the death of his sister. Like, I don't know, man. Shit. Leave your boy alone. I think it's okay. Yeah. Um He's within his rights here. Yeah, I'd say so. But uh the my favorite, absolute favorite part of this reception is Viserys getting hailed on his way out. And he's he's making his way off, and he says he's going to head to bed, Emma. And uh, Viserys is, uh, you know, he's getting old. Is that just him getting old, or is he doing it on purpose? No, no. He, I don't so that's not on, pur- on okay. purpose? So it's just... Okay. I mean, like, if he, if he is doing it on purpose, it's a really weird thing to do on purpose. Like, uh... Because if he, if he is doing it on purpose, he's willfully acting like Alicent is Emma, and no matter what, that makes the, you kind of odd in the head. The King's Guard is like, "Shall I protect her? You know, or whatever? Shall I stay with her?" And he's like, "Nah." Like you know, he's like, "No, 
like he was taken like it took took a jab at her for some you know like and why did like because you know he it, right wasn't it right after that he like says i'm going to bed emma or good night emma yeah and yeah and the and King's- then sir harold westerling is like uh, uh shall i shall i tend to her your grace and he he responds no and i think that's just I took just because Sir Kristen's always with her. I think that might have been the jab is that like she's got protection. She's got what she needs. Like the the biggest jab is, you know, what? am nah. She's all about how she can do shit on her own. No, fuck it. You're with me. You that's know, cool, like, but that's it was kinda... like immediately after calling her like Emma, though, like if he's in the mindset of like that, she is Emma. Like, I don't think he does that. Well, I think he immediately realized after he. Oh, like I truly think this man's getting old. His brain is going to shit. He says Emma, and then is like, "Ooh, nah, sorry, you got this, Sir Kristen." I think it was just like a realization. Oh, she's not Emma. That nah. makes sense. Okay. Nah, you're good. Like that might have been it. Like uh, An- well, yet another episode where he doesn't die. Uh, yeah. This- <laughs> Holy shit. He he looked better this episode. I agree. And like it. Maybe it was the crown covering up his his head, you know, that was all whatever. But, like, yeah. if he he was walking around a little better, I feel, um, I don't know. He, he looked a little better than last episode. I could see that. I um, could see that. Uh, I think it is the crown covering his, bald, like, severely balding head. Because uh, that's really what pulled the whole look together for him last week was like, oh, man, this man's. This yeah. man's getting old. But uh yeah, it's the fact that Harold goes, Shall I tend to to Lady Alicent? He he specifically says her oh. name and he go he like snaps into it and he goes, Oh yeah, no. <laughs> like, uh, well, I guess that was maybe I think the... it really is just uh his mind's going his mind's going. Okay, that makes sense. I guess it was also that guy's way of being like, No, this is this is Allison here yeah exactly yeah it was just a little like a a reminder your grace this is not emma this is not your deceased wife okay hmm yeah so it was it was a hell of a way to kick off the episode that whole that whole sequence it was uh incredible really but uh eventually everyone retires to their uh to their quarters and Rainice and Corliss are sitting in their uh sitting in the in the room and Rainice, you know, is, is like, ah fucking A. She wanted to come home, he didn't he didn't let her. That she needed our maesters, she she should have been here. This is Damon's fault. And Corliss is kinda like, I don't I don't think that's fair. It's an act of the gods, it's nothing really he could do about it. And Rainice is just too distraught too done with everything, too tired to keep their little ruse on, you know. Mm. All right, Corliss, we both fucking know you you don't do this shit for me, bro. You it's not because of an injustice that was done unto me that you want us to get the throne back, you know. It's because you want your blood on the throne. Let's not act yeah. like it's anything else. I gave that up a generation ago. You were yeah. the only one. Like- Ten years I've been over this, and you like that's I don't know, that's kind of nuts. Like I wonder, 
Well, I guess not 10 years. A generation's not 10 years, I or, guess. That's, that's what's interesting um, about a generation is it's not really a measurement of time. I don't know how long, anymore. like, when is, I would when go is once, she saying I'd go once her it. children are, once like, her children were born. How long think, ago actually is that? That she actually gave it up, you know? 20 years ago? I don't know why I th- just thought 10. Um, 25 years ago? I don't know. I guess, like, maybe, maybe her, her kids. I, that, yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, so, uh, Nevertheless, though, she's like, yeah, so I'm not going to hear it. I gave that shit up a while back. Uh, and he's like, I mean, this is this is for our family. This is for our legacy. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. I want Driftmark to pass through to Lena's line, not Lanor's. We're not giving this shit to Luke. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Uh, and he's like, you really want me to cast a larger shadow over those kids than already exists? Uh, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. They're not of Valarian blood, you know? It should, it's, Rhaenyra's children are not of your blood. Lena's are. They are her legacy. And, uh, he, he shoots back with, history does not remember blood. It remembers names. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, man. It's like they're, they're both kind of right here. Yeah, they both got they both got a point. I think Rainey's uh, because it's interesting because Corliss, yes, it is out of a lust for power that he is being there for the children of Rhaenyra. You know, it's not like he's like, oh, they've had such a rough go of it. They deserve they deserve our love. They deserve our respect. No, no, he's like they you have the better chance of getting on the throne. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and treat her kids right. Uh. Hmm. It's interesting though. I do think that I do think that it will end up passing to Lena or Lena's kids, Bela and uh Reyna. I think they'll be they'll become the seat of Driftmark. I think that would make sense make sense. But uh this whole scene was just a nice little eye opener about uh their marriage. You know? It's not uh, it's not everything they you know, they've obviously been very loving in the past, but uh she's like, I man, I you're getting to be a little much for me in terms of this legacy chasing shit. Mm. All right. Everyone, everyone is getting uncomfortable. Like it, this, this Rhaenyra being named heir is causing everyone in the realm to just something like something is just about to happen and no one yeah. knows when, you know, it's like everyone knows. Well, I guess it's when Viserys dies. Like everyone knows when Viserys dies, it's on. Like it it is not going to be a peaceful transfer of power no. whatsoever. Um I think that's people are just waiting for him to die. And maybe that's chomping uh, at the fucking bit for maybe it. that's Laris's next move. Is maybe mm. Allison is like, let's get this let's get this on. You know, let Let's go ahead let's get this and move show that, get that in motion. Um, I see you. I see you. Uh, but yeah, that was a, it was a tense, tense way to leave that scene. But uh, we uh, we head out to the beach uh, after Rhaenyra had sent Lucerys and Josiris to bed. She was heading off to she was heading off to the beach to go meet with Damon. Uh, she tells him, you know, Lenor hasn't been interested in keeping up their guys for some time, but at least I've been trying to maintain appearances and stuff. Uh, and we really did try. Mm. We really did. 
Uh, we performed our duty as best we could, uh, but to no avail. There was no joy in it. I found it elsewhere. And, you know, he responds, he's like, uh, yes, I heard Sir Harwind was quite devoted to you. <laughs> uh, and she's like, yep, but uh, now, now he's gone. I'm, uh, I'm in a rough way these days. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's not doing, it's not doing great, not doing great of late. And, uh, Damon seems to be a little bit suspicious of Harwin's demise. I think he's, I think he's of the mind. Allison almost certainly had something to do with it. Uh, he's got, he's got it out for the high towers and it leads him down the right path. A lot of the time, uh, he's like, Hey man, they are conniving. They're snakes gotta be them they had to have had something to do with it. he doesn't say as much but it's like i guess i didn't really think about how um if people just thought it was an accidental fire and like it was just like something that happened or if the general look on it is like okay something malicious happened here but we don't know who did it sort of thing yeah i don't know i i think it's like those who i'd be willing to bet damon's pretty alone in this thought maybe Rhaenyra thinks so as well you know I, it is very poetic that they would die in a fire it's a little it's a little on the nose as far as it being like a, the message being like this is because of the Targaryens you know like a, and I guess I don't know Rhaenyra makes a lot of fire metaphors here you know, saying like we both lost what we loved with fire, but we are made of fire, and yeah, and yeah. we were always meant to burn together. You know, like yeah. just the way, like it is just always very weird um, having like incest be justified right in front of you. You know, by the you know, like like the care, like they're both they both just lost their husband or wife, or well, I guess Rhaenyra, not really her husband, but her they they lost their lovers. Yeah, both of them just now they're at the funeral for one of them and the other they can't be there because uh, for obvious reasons and and now they're like all right well fuck it we'll get married we've yeah, both we just instantly lost you know we we no time at all was taken no whatsoever is, it's, it's like, like this is what this was what the ultimate goal was all along. You know, this is what they were always waiting for. It's just that circumstances led them back to this point. But, uh, you know, they finally get to the meat of the matter. Uh, how he left her in a brothel back in the day, pants down and hair exposed. And I was looking out for you. Yeah, I spared you. You were a child, he says. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, oh, that helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks, Damon. Yeah, she says, yes, I was a child, and look at what happened in my life without you. And it was, like, interesting. That's how she looks at it. That's, yeah. her, that's her spin on it, is that, like, because he left that day, things went bad. Uh, it's impressive. It's impressive, but, uh, you know, she asks if he loved Lena, and he... We were, we're happy, happy enough. enough. Is, know, that, like, is that his way of saying, like... I think it's I think it's as close to love as Damon's ever got. I mm. don't think uh I, I, and I don't I don't know that this man is actually capable of such things, you know. Maybe for Rhaenyra it's it's semi yet to be seen, you know, like they they clearly have a physical 
attraction to each other. But there's still so many things at play. This still was a little bit motivated by their claim. You know, she says, you know, if we bind our blood, that'll, then what? Then what will people be able to say? You know, like, uh, they'll fear us. They'll, it's, there's, there's a few things going on here. So we'll see. But, you know, he says we were happy enough. And she's like, and frankly, that's all you need. Uh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, and he's like, you know, you really don't need to be. It's okay. Uh, and then she goes, I'm no longer a child. And he's like, Rhaenyra. <laughs> Rhaenyra, don't. Uh, but then uh, she, she gives him a kiss and he's he's quite on it to return. Uh, return the favor and not long after they find some shelter. Uh, from from prying eyes and from the wind and get to unlacing the clothes and the slow removal of the clothes and uh, another unlike, baby. On yep, the unlike way. last time, Damon gets it up and he gets fucking. That's uh, this this one. Yeah, no, nah, there's no problem here. This this nah, he finally he finally looking, got there. He's been looking forward to this day. His dick finally got hard. Hmm. I don't know that we've... I don't think there's a single scene with Damon involving sex where that's happened yet. Which is pretty pretty impressive. I guess he has two kids. So it's at least worked twice. <laughs> at, um, at minimum. You know, that that's all we know. Um, <laughs> as of right now. But, but here... Yeah. Now this one, there's... What are they going to name it? Aegon? Aegon. That's what I, I like, at, during this, I out loud said, there's Aegon. Like, this is Aegon's conception right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I looked at Emily and I went, like, I bet they named their kid Aegon. Uh, and she was like, that's the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, that would be, that would be so petty. Um, and, like, history doesn't remember blood. It remembers names. But this baby would have the blood and the name. Yeah. You know, like, it's... But is it too... I don't know. I guess Viserys needs to live for another nine months. At least the bare minimum. Like, Aegon has to will. be born. And, like... Born well, for we're a taking Well, we're taking another jump next yeah, week. Yeah, that's true. Kids are older. Aemond is looking much older. Yeah. Like And Egon has a little fucking baby face. That dude looks looks young compared to Aemond. Um I don't remember. Well, because he didn't Aegon stand out as who you would think Egon is. Really? Uh, but he's stand he's standing in front of Aemond in in some of the uh next ons, and it's like Oh, Aemond grew up in Aegon's got to be insecure about the way Aemon Aemon grew up. You know, like it's just another little bit of like him probably being a nut and kind of crazy. I think a little bit of his insecurity will come into play. Mm. Uh his insecurity towards Aemon and towards everyone and he's uh he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem as as are pretty much everyone because uh yeah, Aegon. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think it's got to be. I don't know who else it would be. You know, like uh, Aemon looks bad 
ass, dude. Yeah. Dude has... The eye patch works for him. And his He looks story... like he takes a lot after Damon in the looks department. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Man. Nah, his his story, too, is just... It's already super fucking cool, and we get this in the next scene after uh, after Damon and Rhaenyra start hooking up. Aemond, who stayed outside, makes his way further up the beach. He uh, he hears the dragons in the distance, their rumbling snores, and he approaches Vagar. And this episode, more so than last week, really, really gave us the scale of things with Vagar. Like... <laughs> I don't know Ooh. what it was this week. He like, even when he flies more so than the last couple weeks, do I like see his size? Uh, the way his wings just, and it's like slow and it's like, oh dude, it's so, so fucking cool. But by far the best dragon content. That has this was the produced. coolest dragon riding scene we've ever got. But uh, him, him approaching Vagar, trying to pet him, looks like Vagar is ready to eat him. Roast his little marshmallow head. Literally starts glowing in the back of the throat. Uh, but at at Amon, at Amon's command, he's been there for all the dragon training. Thank God for him, because uh, he knows exactly what he needs to say. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Uh, the beast calms down and. Eamon's like, hell yeah, okay, you're mine now, what's up? Uh, he climbs He climbs on up, sits on the back of the dragon, and they take off the, the thundering footsteps, the, the giant wing flaps, the way his wings take up the entire width of the screen whenever he takes off, like uh, some yeah, no. badass shit. Uh, and this, so, Vagar was part of the was part of the crew that Aegon the Conqueror came over with, right? Like, yes, he yes. rode. Did he ride Vagar, or did he ride? He rode uh, Balerion the Dread. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, right. his sister Visenya. His sister wife Visenya. Okay, rode right. Vagar. Um, hmm. Yeah, Vagar's an old bitch. And how long ago is that? Aegon compared like to now. Like 130 years or something like that. It's been yeah. a long time. And they were probably big at that they time. They were full-grown dragons at the time. So this dragon is probably safe to say at minimum 150 years old. And that's bare minimum. Yeah. I wonder, like... How if... long does it take a dragon to get... If they do die from old age, or if it if like they have to be killed, like I wonder if I don't know. I think they've got. I think they have to have a lifespan just like any other like any other animal because whenever you like killing a dragon, I gotta I gotta think that's not something that happens a lot. And there's been like forty dragons in the history of the Targaryen house, you know, like. You don't just kill a dragon. That's like, whenever that happens, whenever the Night King does it, it's like, yo, what the fair. fuck? That is fair. But it's it's not, maybe, it's not supposed to be fair. They are dragons. And 
I'm like, I'd say they probably have a lifespan. Yeah. And like Vagar is looking older. Like his wings are all, you know, like, you know, there's holes in him a little bit, you know. He's got like like the tethered look to him. He's looking like he's barely hanging on by a thread at at some Uh, places. Like, he's, they can die of old age. I just think it's probably upwards of 200 years that it's kind of there. That's probably what I would guess because he's still moving fine, clearly. Uh, it's not like his body's breaking down in any, uh, mm. you know, physical action sort of way. He can run, he can take off, he can fly just fine. Still got it. He still got it. But uh, yeah, this uh, this was the coolest dragon riding scene I think we've ever gotten. Uh, him barely hanging on as they as they fly up, his only hanging on by his hands to the reins. Uh, the dive straight down Vagar oh. landing just like it was such a because it showed like usually I'm assuming these kids learn to ride a dragon before it's fully grown oh yeah this dude has never rode a dragon he's never made the attempt he's never had the opportunity and he's just jumping on the back of the largest dragon alive and I think <laughs> so, Vagar knows that too yeah he's given him he's given like, him the test Vagar was like, all right. Let me show I'm, you what's up then. Yeah, if, if you want to do this, all right, here you go. Here's yep. how it is, you know. And yep. I mean, um, he was he was really flying too. Like, he was moving. If you're holding on, like, by, like, that, that's got to, I mean, holy shit. This dude went from being made fun of giving a pig for his dragon to oh, the And I was like, I love this world. shit. Like, because Aemond and like that's what's so crazy is Aegon and Aemond are probably gonna have to work together and stuff in the coming war. But you can tell there's gonna be resentment. You can tell there's beef already. You know what I'm saying? Like after that prank that Aegon pulls on him last week with the pig and stuff, it shows that Aegon's been kind of uh you know, he's been a dick to his little brother. And it is a it is a brotherly thing, you know, like he's he's just kind of fucking with him. The pink dread, it's a it's a, a harmless joke, but it, over the years, if those start to pile up, it does lead to a resentment. And I think Aemond, you know, now that he's got Vagar, it's like, oh, you gonna fuck with me now, Aegon? What's up? What's that up? Transaction was worth a thousand times over what he paid. It, yeah. You know, like, can you imagine, like, going through that and being like, I mean, fair. Like, they did gain Vagar. Like, I would you lose an eye for Vagar? Apparently, you they would do that a thousand times over. I mean, it, it, if you're in a battle for the throne, yeah, I think it's I think it's a fair exchange. I wouldn't voluntarily do it, but like if it happened, I'd be like, yeah, worth it. Uh, I ride Vagar now. Fuck with me. Um. And I got I think, this sick eye patch and scar on my face. Is now. that Fuck his whole me. personality now? Is it like, yeah, I was the one that got made fun of, but look at me now. Like, it kind of seems that that's just like his whole thing and he's never stopped doing that. And like, I guess it's kind of badass, you know, like he probably only does badass things, you know, like, I don't know. I think he's like, he was fighting well. Um, you know, I think we're, like, wasn't, was he fighting Kristen in the next on? Like, a oh, yeah, 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 someone. yeah. And I think, like, you know, get a little, a uh, little rematch there, a little, yeah. as he's grown up, showing him who, who he is now. Like, I don't know. It seemed that, that he, I think Eamon's going to do some fucked up shit. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I just think that, and not really because, like, just because of this next scene, really. Uh, he's very clearly, like, I think he is going to be Damon, but with no interest in anything. Like, no interest in pleasing anyone. Like, Damon still has a little bit of him who's like, uh, I need to do this for my house. Like, this is for my family. I need to protect my family. I think Eamon's like, fuck my family. You know, I think, I think like, that's the impression I'm getting is that Eamon's going to be like, I, I don't need to do shit for those motherfuckers. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's kind of what I'm expecting from Eamon in the coming, uh, in the coming episodes. Do we know, like, the parentage of the Mad King? Like, who he comes from? We could. Like, it, it like, would, you would be able to find that on the internet. Like, I'm it's afraid. not known in Game of Thrones history or what we've gotten so far in this show. I don't think, I don't think they explain, like, maybe they do explain who it is. But as of right now, I don't think Aegon's parents directly would mean shit to us. It would be like who their parents are or who That's their right. parents yeah, were. This is about, we still have like a hundred. Hundred seven, yeah, like uh, hundred fifty years now, probably. I don't know. Yeah, hundred fifty to one hundred seventy-five, somewhere, somewhere in that range, because it was like one hundred ninety-four years before Daenerys Targaryen. Do I remember that right? I think it was one seventy-two or one seventy-six. I don't know why. Okay, so seventy. All right, so yeah, we're probably closer to the one sixty mark. Then would be my guess. Um, so we'll say at least at bare minimum. Damon and Rhaenyra's child will be his great grandpa or his grandpa. Um, mm, 172. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're approaching the 156, 157 sort of years before. Cause I don't know. It would be cool just to, I guess like his parents don't necessarily have to be crazy themselves you know like i'm expecting just like whoever his parents or grandparents are have a little bit of crazy in them and it's like you know follows you know just down the line but i guess like he could have been the first one to just absolutely go insane you know like it doesn't have to be because of his parents or grandparents right right um but i don't know it'll be very like as we get closer and closer to known Game of Thrones history, like how like it's going to be balanced with. I guess no, we're well, going to stay with. There's these also kids for a while. there's also rumor that this show will not end up just taking us all the way up there. It might be anthology. Um, it might take us back to Aegon's conquest. It might take us to Robert's mm-hmm. rebellion. It might take us all over the history of House Targaryen. So like uh. I think we'll at least get this story for two seasons. Uh, but beyond that, there's no guarantee that we just continue following the line. Um, mm. You know, it, have you heard of the HBO Max? Like, have you heard? Like, apparently they're merging with Discovery, Discovery Plus yeah. in like a year. Yeah. Um, And dis- like, people are worried that like, the show might be canceled. This show like, will not get canceled. The uh I know. It's it's the but, biggest show on earth. It's been getting more it's been getting more viewers every single week. It's grown. I know. But Warner Brothers has Batgirl. Uh like 
things that were fully done, like in in the animated movie that they the Scooby Doo, they scrapped a Scooby Doo movie. How dare they? Blast for one. Um, like I don't know, like. HBO no, yeah. is in a weird spot. Like they, it, like it, the streaming, like HBO, service of HBO might collapse. HBO Max is in a weird spot. Yeah, this is put on by HBO. Period. This is not an HBO Max original. I think that like the HBO originals are safe. I think they are kind of like mm, they know what the fair. hbo network is doing the hbo network is yet to fail you know like that's like you just keep pumping shit out that's fantastic i think they're going to kind of let that go hbo max has been pumping out a ton of stuff uh frankly i'm yet to watch something on hbo max that i'm really like oh i don't like that um I mean, Our Flag Means Death from earlier this year is an HBO Max original, and it very quickly became, like, one of my favorite shows of all time. And uh, I'm I'm worried for the future of that show. You know, like, that's... But when it comes to Game of Thrones, they're gonna... This is the universe. If they're trying for the universe thing, like, everything else is doing, they want Game of Thrones out, and they want Game of Thrones to keep going. So I think House of the Dragon's safe. I think we'll get a bunch of spinoffs. I think... uh I, I'm not worried about Game of Thrones stuff. It is, but you're not wrong about worrying about HBO stuff in general. Um, it is a little frightening. Uh, like with all the animation they just scrapped and there's no, cut, like, there's no physical copies of it. Therefore, it's just gone. Yeah. They just put it on streaming and now it's, now there's, now it doesn't exist. Nobody can watch it. Not even the people who created it. Like, yeah, I, they're cutting costs. Like they needed to, like it, this is strictly for business, and that's the thing is that like apparently yeah. this HBO Max guy has spent way more money than they ever thought that they that he was going to. So now they're cutting costs in any way they can, and that is like that's. Well, there were also reports recently that they lied to their shareholders about their numbers in terms of uh, like mem like subscriptions to HBO Max, like by like ten million, mm -hmm. which is. That's not a that's not a small lie. That's yeah, a uh I I guess the the difference that I wasn't I didn't put together was that it is an HBO original, not an Yeah, HBO it doesn't Max. pop up it, it shows us the yeah, it doesn't show us like the boom boom. That's fair. HBO so Max. even even if this streaming goes whatever. HBO network is still gonna be okay. Um at least I mean and that's the thing, is it's still this it's still the same company. But I do think there's a bit more trust in the network format than there is streaming right now. I think that's kind of uh, I think that's kind of the approach. And so I think I think Game of Thrones is safe. I think House of the Dragon is safe. It's the biggest show. Like the premiere was the biggest episode of television of the year. And every week, episode two was bigger. Episode three was bigger. Episode four was bigger. Episode five was bigger. And episode six was bigger. I don't think the numbers have been released for episode seven yet, but I'd be willing to bet it got bigger. Um. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah, like it's it's not fucking around. So and and if it's showing them the money, they're gonna keep making it. Um, but uh, after Amond lands from this flight, uh, you know, Bela took notice, woke up to Cyrus. Someone stole Vega. Um, and they're they're ready for him. They're ready for him when he shows back up. And they're like, it was you. That was my dragon. It was gonna be mine. And he goes, your mother's dead. 
And Vagar has a new writer now. She goes, it was mine to be taken. It was mine to claim. And he was like, you should have fucking claimed it then. I was like, oh, no, this guy's a dick. Um, and it From sets off a skirmish because the jump. Bela, Bela pulls up, tries to give him a whack. He goes ahead, shoves her. The other the other girl gives him a punch in the face. He just hits her right back. No holding back. Punches her right in the face. That's when Luke and Jay start getting involved. They pounce this dude like they are. I was like, kid fight. Like they were they were jumping this man. You know, they they all were on his ass. They were giving him some shit. And uh, he ultimately overpowers them. He is the older one. He uh, he gets up. But that's when Jace decides, you know what? Fuck it. It's it's time for knives. Um, I got a knife. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, a knife. What uh, do you got there? A knife. <laughs> no. Like, holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. It was. It got real quick. And uh, you know, Amond holds Jace up. He's ready to bash his head in with a rock. You're gonna um, die. Like like yeah. Tell like. Speaking his last words to him, you know, like he's you're gonna like die. Saying, yeah. Well, like, he also he threatens that he'll die in fire. Oh, okay. Like I won't do uh, it here, but you're gonna sure. burn one day. Um, just like your dad, bastards. And that's that's when Josiris decides to pull the knife. I'm surprised they didn't mention that he was holding a giant rock up, ready to smash his head in later. Whenever they were like, uh. You know, you trying to give testimony. An important detail there. It is, um, I even forgot about it, you know? So maybe the tensions were just running so high that, you know, Josiris ultimately does slice this man in the eye, and it's bad. Um, Sir Harold comes running in. He's like, oh, no, my little prince, what what happened? And he takes a look. Gods. Like he's like, yo. maybe gods be good. He's, you know, that's not what you want to hear. No, as, yeah, I'd be like, angry. yo, have a little bedside manner, homie. Like, shit. Be like, oh, it, it's not that bad. Uh, you know, you're... No, gods be good. Yeah. Like, uh, god damn, man, way to hold it together a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this ultimately draws them in to the hall. Uh everyone's pulling up. Viserys is trying to figure out what happens. Everyone makes their way in. Corliss, what is the meaning of this? Uh, they, they run to Reyna and Bela. Rhaenyra comes in. Luke? Luke? Oh no. Like, what happened? Uh, it's uh, it's just all this shit's all coming together really, really in a tense, tense way. Like, I loved watching this scene. And I love that, you know, Alicent is is pointing the finger at Rhaenyra. She's she's protecting her kids. She's got uh Luke and Luke and Aegon at her sides. Uh Rhaenyra's got Josiris and and Luceris. And then it's Corlys and Rhaenys who are looking after Bela and Reyna. These are the grandparents of these kids. Damon is just standing in the corner and couldn't give less of a shit. He looks massively entertained. Like, he's got a little smile on his face the entire time. He thinks this shit is funny. He's like, this is the most exciting thing that's happened to me in over a decade. That's true. Yeah, he's he's finally home again. He's been longing for home, whether he wants to admit it or not. And he's like, yep, we're right back in it, buddy. Uh, 
absolutely loved this shit. Uh, and this scene was incredible. Allison's like, uh, Rhaenyra's sons, they tried to kill my, they tried to kill my son. Uh, Allison's never came off as more of a Karen than throughout this scene. She plays this shit so fucking good. Olivia Cook is incredible. Um, her just, uh, they tried to kill my son. Uh, and the princess is like, hey, they were only defending themselves against slander. And everyone's like, who? What? Otto, Otto, like, Otto was like a little bit encased in shadow. And then they show his face, like, come into the light a little bit, his eyebrow raised and stuff. I was like, oh, man, like, we're getting it's into going it. down now. Yeah. This is happening finally. And she's like, in front of everybody, they questioned my son's parentage. She doubles down. She's like, I'm not going to let anyone think that. Even if it is blatantly fucking obvious. Nah, they question that shit. I can't have that. That is treason of the highest order. This kid should be subjected to intense questioning to figure out where we heard such blasphemy. And uh, Viserys is like, fair enough. Uh, what a, I love, I love that Viserys at this point is like, Rhaenyra can do no wrong. Hmm. Rhaenyra, like I'm with Rhaenyra 100%. This is how things are going to go. So he goes ahead and goes up to Aemon. What the fuck happened, boy? Leave nothing out. Where did you hear this shit? Uh, and he gives a staunch look over to, over to his mother, over to Alicent. And Viserys looks back at her like, what have you been telling our kids? And then he ultimately decides it was Aegon. Uh, he says, he says Aegon. Uh, and Viserys is like, fair enough. Egon, where did you hear such blasphemy? And Egon plays this the smartest of anyone in the room. Uh, instead of ratting out his mom, like it is very blatant where they heard this. Um, we know, Dad. <laughs> Everyone fucking knows. Just look at them. Like, what are we even doing here? And Vis Viserys ignores that. He's like, damn all this infighting. It must stop. Everyone apologize and move on. Your father, your grandsire, your king demands it. And I was like, finally, this man portrays an ounce of authority. Like, yeah. And, and, but he's doing it to cover his, like, he knows he's wrong. Oh yeah, it's just complete like, denial. And I mean he he does say that like we are a family. And I think like he's saying like I know we are not like the blood is not the blood that we think we it are is, a but family. we are still a family and that's what matters, you know. Exactly. Like, um so I don't know. I v Viserys, he's one of the only characters that's just like you can't really hate him that much, you know. Like, yeah, he's done some shit in the past, but it's been a long time. I, th I think he's seen the error of his ways. He's an old man now. He wants... Yeah, as Game of Thrones standards goes, Viserys is pretty chill. Yeah. Um, I tend I to know. agree. I tend to agree. But, uh, yeah, the, the apology, Alicent declares, is not enough. My son's eye was taken. And Viserys is like, I can't very well get it back, can I? 
like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Allison goes, this is the moment where she got to decide. Do I go ahead and stop giving a fuck? Or do I just let this go? And you know what she does? She does not give a fuck. I would like one of her eyes, her son's eyes in return. Mm. And, I'll, I'll even, I'll like, even let him she, choose. Before, before even pulling the knife mm. from, from him, people knew she's fucking nuts. You know, like this is, it's, it's, that's just how far she was willing to go. This is the moment you realize everyone in the room realizes, oh, she's crazy. Cause even Amond, who got his eye taken, looks at his mom like, what? Like, yeah, no true. fucking way you just suggested to take a kid's eye. And she thought she was being nice. She said, I'll even let him choose which yeah. eye he wants because my, my, my son wasn't wasn't given that opportunity. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll be generous. And, and, and I don't know. She was like the look in her eyes, like. She even like her conversation with Otto after like ev- like yeah everyone knows you've lost it like yeah yeah he's like all true <laughs> all true you're straight fucking up, up. Yep. uh yeah straight I, up, you said it not me you yep I'm just confirming what you just said like but it, just as Rhaenyra doubled down a second ago with the like it's 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 heresy you cannot say that shit like she doubles down Kristen take take Josiris's eye and Kristen's like maybe if you would have asked me in like a couple hours when everyone's laying down in bed sure maybe I'd have gone to his quarters and gone ahead and take this motherfucker's eye but uh everyone's watching now uh I can't really do that here um and uh oh it was Luceris it was Luceris that she uh she suggested gets his gets his eye taken uh and <laughs> Kristen, uh, you know, she goes, "You are sworn to me." After Viserys tells her, tells him to stand down, like, "No, you're not going to do that." Uh, and she's like, "You are sworn to me," and he's like, "I'm sworn to your protection, your grace." Like, I, I don't think I'm going to take this kid's eye. Okay, uh, that doesn't seem necessary, and uh, that's kind of the end of that. You know, Viserys declares. The matter is finished. We are going to make sure that anyone in the room who questions the parentage of Rhaenyra's children, the tongue that so questions shall be taken. And the king has spoken. Everyone, go to bed. Finally, some fear. Putting some fear in people, you know? like Exactly. He exactly. hasn't really done that at all. It, and it's just so shitty that it took this long. It take it takes everyone coming to blows. And like I, Viserys did try his best, man. He he was not a great king, but he tried to be nice to everybody. He tried to be like, we can do this. It'll be okay. Um, it's gotten to the point where it very clearly won't. And he's like, okay, fucking fine. I guess I'll do something about it. Um, Aww. but uh, so he dismisses everyone to go and Allison's like nope nope not gonna do it uh when Rhaenyra is squatted away looking at her children trying to be there for them Allison grabs the knife from Viserys the cat's paw dagger runs right over and tries to kill Rhaenyra right then right there decides this is it I'm gonna go ahead and stab her ass 
uh, Rhaenyra, you know, blocks her. Hold, like, completely bitches her. Like, what an overpowering, like, you didn't even get fucking close, man. She just grabbed your arm, held you at a distance, and said, you fucking suck. And they all know it now. What's up? And it's interesting, like, that that's the princess and the queen right there. So everyone, like, kind of just backs up and is like, uh, well, we can't do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. they they, they have, you know, like, everyone was, it was like, we need to do something to, like, save them. You know, like, the feeling was like, oh, obviously this is not supposed to happen. We need to split them up. But it's like... I'm not going to touch the queen or the princess, yeah. you know, like and I'm so, not getting in the middle of that. Like there are only three men who step up to try to get involved. It's Sir Harold, Lord commander of the King's guard, Kristen there to protect Alicent and Damon there mm. to protect Rhaenyra. Uh, they all, they all come barreling in Kristen and Damon nearly come to blows. He has like, Kristen has to get pulled off of him. Uh, Rhaenyra and her have a nice little back and forth here. Uh, Alicent is having a breakdown uh, years in the making. You can tell this is not just a my kids deserve to be on the throne. It's you've gotten everything you've ever wanted and what have I got? You know, what have I done but what was expected of me? Forever upholding the kingdom, the family, the law while you do what you please. Again, tradition is is trampled beneath your pretty foot. And, you know, uh, Rhaenyra, Rhaenyra goes, exhausting, wasn't it? Hiding beneath the cloak of your own righteousness. But now, they see you as you are. And Alicent goes ahead and takes that final swing, trying to stab at her. And the movement cuts Rhaenyra's forearm. Blood trips on the floor. The way, like, th- the shot, this, this might be my favorite shot of the episode. Not only oh. the blood dripping down her dripping down her arm but whenever Rhaenyra and Corlys are looking down at her arm and then like simultaneously they both just kind of like look up at her like yo are you fucking for real like no fucking way dude what would Um, you call this scene I feel I feel like it's it's deserving of a name not like you know like the the green wedding I don't know if it's if it's up there with green wedding level but it's it feels significant enough um, yeah, this is a pretty big moment. Like, this is the... Like, Allison's... Some, I don't know. I, I don't you know, know, like, her... What's a word for, like, the start of you going crazy? Her, like... Descent into madness? Yeah. Allison's descent. I don't know. Just some... some something yeah, it's, it's, i'm just it's, trying to say that it, it, this is my favorite scene of the episode i think it's mine as well um yeah. basically like it is one scene from the moment they walk into this room until the moment they cut away at the end this is one scene of this show um and it was potentially the best scene of the season mm. uh it was so fucking good i think it's got to be the it's got to be the choice uh you know Eamon breaks the silence <laughs> Telling uh telling his mom, hey man, I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon. It's all right. And everyone's uh, kind of like, every, yep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, wait a minute, you got a fucking dragon? What are we talking about here? Uh, just that part. Well, you, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah. Mm. He's yeah, owning man. it though. He's gonna milk every ounce of Vagar that he can. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I, I would too. Not going to Oh, lie. yeah, frankly, I mean, if I have the biggest dragon in Westeros and I just went ahead and claimed it, nobody, no, it wasn't given to me, nothing, like, I just took that shit, sure, I'd rub that in everyone's face. Um, But yeah, this was the best scene of the, sh- the episode. The line, but now they see you as you are. Definitely my favorite line of the episode. Uh, I will say, I think my favorite performance was Olivia Cook as Allison Hightower. Yeah. And like everything comes together in this scene, you know, like <laughs> everything being my favorites all happens here. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's nuts. She was so fucking good during this scene and in the worst possible way. But. Uh, yeah, man, this was a. This was a hell of a hell of an episode. Did you say your character? I have not yet. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, I will. Still, I, I will I've, get there. I think I got it, but I will get there. Um, I think my line might be uh, Corliss's. Um, whenever history doesn't remember blood, it remembers names. Yeah, that's a good one too. Because I think it's it's more not just for his character, but that's like where the show's a going. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Blood, it remembers names. I mean, shit, when Rhaenyra and uh, Damon are talking later, there might be a line in there that I'm like, ooh, never mind. I think that mm. might be it, because there's a few great ones there. But uh, after all this, Otto swings by Allison's quarters. She expects uh, a reaming for the uh, for the action she took. Uh, you know, he he's like, uh, she says, say your piece. He's like, what piece would that be? And she's she admits all her her behavior was bad. She shouldn't have done anything she did. She deeply regrets it. Uh, she gave them exactly what they wanted. Now the king's favor will forever be with Rhaenyra. And he's like, yep, all true. Uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're right. Uh, yeah, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, but I'm proud you, of you. You are nuts. <laughs> but I have I... never seen that side of you. In fact, I doubted its existence. But clearly... Clearly, you're ready for this. She goes, I, it, "It was, it was ugly. I didn't, I shouldn't have done it." And he's like, "No, no, no. We play an ugly game." And now, for the first time, I see you have the strength to win it. Uh, and he's like, "Go to Viserys. Be penitent. Be there for him. And I promise you, in time, you and I together will prevail." And he's like, "And the the fucking." Balls on Amond, like he he's so happy that happened. He's like, oh, ho, 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 ho. they don't even fucking know, Allison. We got this shit in the bag now. Um, like that. So was... I guess now the sides of the war. I'm trying to think. We have like the High Tower. We have Allison, Otto, Amond, probably Aegon. Aegon. Yeah, Aegon will probably be thrown in there. Yeah. True. Um, and then now Damon the and Rhaenyra. I feel like who's who's I guess uh Corliss and I guess could have like a no, I'm trying to think of like other players. Uh other That's than just the thing, these is two. that Corliss and Rhaenys, after this interaction, after the scene earlier, I would say Yes, they are full blown on Rhaenyra's side. They're gonna go ahead and just go ahead and d- devote everything to her but now that it appears 
Lainor has died. Mm. And they even try to kind vaguely make it look like they did it so that people fear them. I don't think they'll want to be on Rhaenyra's side either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think like they might just go fuck this shit. We're leaving. No, I think they definitely do. They, you mean like Rhaenyra and Damon leave? No, I mean Corlys and Rhaenys. Because mm. I guess they're. Oh no, this is this all happens at Driftmark, right? Yeah, this whole yeah, this episode, episode happens called, at Driftmark. It's called Driftmark. Um. Hmm. Okay. Uh, huh. I don't know. I feel Corliss might be like, might take it to the next level and be like, no, you know, like you. They remember names. Like you go on the throne. Your name was already there. Like, let's actually try to do that. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's true. I forgot that. It would be Rhaenys who was hesitant to join their side, but Corlys is still, you know, they have our name. They are our grandkids. Because now, names. and Cor- yeah. Corlys is going to be like, oh, well, our grandkid was supposed to get Vagar. Look what happened. She she fumbled the bag. Now we can't, like, he, he'll see it as a business, you know, like the, uh, his business brain will be like, well, I can't go with the kids anymore. So now what's the next best, you know, best solution? We still have you. Who was already almost queen, you know, like, and I guess they're claim. I got no, no way, no. And I was gonna say like, no way they have another kid, right? To have like, no, not probably not. But, uh, regardless, I think that uh, I think this is gonna go well for our. Uh, for Damon and Rhaenyra overall. I think that uh I think yeah. that Corliss will ultimately join their side. And I think hmm. because they still have like Bela and Reyna are Damon's kids. Like they do still have blood on that side of the family. So like uh they'll probably hmm. go ahead and side with them anyway. But uh next up in Rhaenyra's quarters, Lanor comes home. After the night of mourning his sister alone, he was nowhere to be seen during that uh, meeting in the hall and is astonished when he comes home and is like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? She's got a scar on her arm. Uh, Lucerus's nose is broken. It's like, what the what the fuck happened? And, uh, you know, he's he's all I should have been there. Uh, And she those should be our house words. I was like, oh, cold blooded. Uh, Ooh. Man. But yeah, she she goes ahead and fills them in here. Yeah, they uh they accused our sons of not being true born. They accused our sons of being bastards. And uh I just love that they keep doing this because every time you can tell he's like Well Yeah. He's like, Yeah, they do, don't they? Hey. Um <laughs> Wow, I wonder but, why. Yeah, hmm. but uh they talk they talk further you know this is when they really acknowledge it not for probably not for the first time but like for the first time for us you know she's like i really had hoped i'd bury your kids the few times we lay together and uh you know he says i hate the gods for making me as they did and 
she's like, no, 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 no. You're an honorable man with a good heart. It's a rare thing. Like you, and it's true. And this is a, this is the scene where I decide Lenore is actually my favorite character of the episode. I like the journey he goes on here. I don't think this, what is this? Like the third episode I picked Lenore for my favorite character. I don't know, but, uh, or second, maybe second. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, I I had him for my previous two. Um, Gotcha. But I, yeah, that's, I was, I was thinking, um, of who I was going with. I'm, I'm just going with Aegon or Aemon. Um, I think gotcha. he just, he took a, this is his leaping off moment. And I think it, it's, I don't know. I could give it to, you know. I mean, I, Rhaenyra, character. I would, I would love to give it to Rhaenyra. I, like she had a great episode, but, uh, I felt for Lane or hard this mm-hmm. week. And, uh, ultimately he gets everything I've wanted for him. So I'm so, I'm so happy that Lane or like, Whereas last week I was distraught over how they did my boy Harwin. I'm so glad with the way they did Lanor this week. You know, like it like and, it oh, made or broke this episode. Dude, uh, I whenever they were like made the realization like, well, if we need to get married, then you know what has, has to happen. To I was like, No, 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 no. I'm like like and Rhaenyra was like immediately in on it, and I'm like, okay, she's not actually comfortable with that, right? Like, no way. Like, is this really happening? And and then like Damon tackles that one random dude just going up the stairs or like walking or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, it didn't piece. I didn't piece it together that that was like just the double that they would use. Right. Um, so I was still freaking out and like thinking that he was like really dead. Or like really dying here. Um, well, it's so but... funny because like like we'll we'll get there. We're almost there. But uh, uh, you know, she says you're a good man with a good heart. It's a rare thing, and he lets her know that uh, Sir Carl is heading back to the Stepstones to fight soon. And he's like, I had a choice. I can either I can live with happiness or I can live uh, live in duty. And I've realized they can't coexist. So I'm recommitting myself to you. You know, you deserve better than what I've been. You deserve a husband like and it's this moment she realizes I'm going to do you a solid homie. Let me feel you in on a plan I've got. Um, And Rhaenyra's in. She's like, you know what? I do deserve a husband. Let's figure this shit out right quick. She goes on over to Damon and they they discuss in High Valyrian as she uh, she begs him to help to help with the fight against Allison to stay. I cannot face the greens alone. Let us bind our blood just as Aegon the Conqueror did with his sisters. She proposes that he become her husband and prince consort. But he points out that they can't marry unless Lenor is dead. And she responds, I know. And just like that, we see Damon uh, down at the shipyards talking to Carl, offering him a lot of gold to give Lenor a quick death, one with witnesses. Uh, and were made to think that they've quickly hatched a a plan to to kill Lenor, but uh, we watch Damon pull up, snap a dude's neck. Uh, we see Carl burst in and have a fight with Lenor, and as soon as Lenor was like there for it, like immediately in on the fight, I looked at Emily and I went, "Oh, they're faking his death." Oh, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't put it together until Lenor was not surprised. Yeah. You know, Carl, Carl pulls up. He's like, you. And because for like half a second, I was worried. I was like, if Lenor dies here, bro, this show has a gay problem. 
Mm. Like, if they have Carl kill Lenor after Joffrey got beat to death a few episodes back, like, that would just be a string of of deaths and bad representation for for like for a gay relationship you I know heard like that he does die in the book that this was a massive difference i just oh, saw okay. I, I saw it was a tweet i don't know how I, I just saw the tweet was like uh massive massive difference from the book i can't believe that lanor lives um, I think it's the best possible fucking way for this to play out. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? The way they've portrayed Carl and Lenor's relationship so far, it would make absolutely no fucking sense for Carl to go in there and kill him. He's very clearly not been been longing after his wealth and power. I think just in the books, though, it just shows how relentless. Like, I think if Lenor dies here... That's a difference in character for Rhaenyra. Like, yeah. if Rhaenyra actually is okay with killing Lenor, then like she's all she's way crazier than she is now. Right. Um. So I think I don't know. Maybe that's a sign that they're taking Rhaenyra's character a little bit different because like that that's kind of nuts. If Lenor actually died, you know, maybe yeah. maybe in the books it wasn't necessarily Rhaenyra's doing maybe Damon did it on his own right. or something in the books I don't know but like um I, I I don't know I'm glad I'm I'm glad that he's alive and just I out too, man. like I out just so gonna glad. do what what do you think like what's he going off to do well I mean Damon says to Carl there are places across the narrow sea where it doesn't matter what your name is just how much gold oh. you have so it was him telling him like You'll be able to live the life you want. It, it sounded like a threat whenever you don't know what's happening. But looking back, it's a, you'll be able to live comfortably and without worry. Like, you'll be okay if you go across the narrow sea. And, uh. I see. Yeah, but ah. here's, here's how it all goes. Carl goes in there, draws his blade. He's like, you've always looked down on me. And he's like, no, I've not. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, they just start, they just start fighting. And it's like, it was right then that I was like, okay, I don't think they would have been this quick to blows. You know, like, I think that Lenor would have been a little bit more like, Carl, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. what's going on here? Uh, I can't believe I didn't put it together. And I'm like, yeah, this can definitely be happening right now. Like, <laughs> this is realistic here. But wow. a servant, a servant does see it. And the boy's like, I'm going to go get help. And uh, in the meantime, <laughs> a random dude that Damon has knocked out and, I mean, killed. Uh, is dragged into the space, thrown into the fireplace, and I'm just, I'm just like imagining that happening, you know, like I'm imagining like Damon dra- dragging the body in here, Lenor and Carl being like, "What the fuck, dude?" And, and he's like, "How the fuck did you think this was gonna happen? Go, go, go!" You know, like, uh... <laughs> that's definitely how it went down. Do you think they knew about that? That's hilarious. I mean, they had to have. They had to yeah. have. Like, they had to have been okay with the idea that they were going to kill someone to make this happen. Well, like. Maybe they didn't think that far ahead. They were like, oh, yeah, we'll fake my death. Perfect. But, like, the only way that you can fake someone's death is to get someone to die. Um, and Damon did it, like, quite mercifully, considering uh, he snapped his neck before he burned his body. You know, it would have been pretty hellish for him to have just died in the fire. Um, but, uh, yeah, this spot. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, just wrong place, wrong time. He's 
do they put like Lanor's boots on him? Like maybe because they like they show an emphasis on his boots. Like they pan down the body to show his boots. Like oh yeah, he had to have been wearing what Lanor was wearing or something that Lanor owns, or else what the fuck are we doing here? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's burned beyond recognition. Everyone comes running. Rainy's Corliss. Uh, and just the way Rainey's breaks down here, like, oh, God, I feel so bad for Corliss and Rainey's, man. Both oh. their kids dead, both by fire, at least at least in their minds, you know, like they have no way of knowing that Lanor's alive and he they, they never will again. I think Lanor's done. I think he's going across the narrow sea and we'll never see him again. Okay, uh, I guess maybe if they do join Damon and Rhaenyra's side, they could be like, have peace in knowing that your son is alive. Like, maybe they, they do let him know. Um, because I'd say maybe. they'd be very suspicious. Like, oh, my son dies and you immediately get married. You did it. Like, they're not dumb. They're going to be like, you did it. And they're going to be I'm like, hoping, yeah, I'm yeah, hoping yeah. Rhaenyra, I'm hoping Rhaenyra and Rhaenyse have that one-on-one. Yeah. like, And I hope Rhaenyse keeps it from Corliss. Ooh. Like, Rainey's just goes ahead and pockets that information. Like, uh, I can take peace of mind. Uh, and he'll, he like, no matter what, he's going to be, like, I think she'll see his reaction, no matter what, being going to Rhaenyra's side. Uh, and being like, yep, riding for you now. I don't have a... My kids, my mm. kids, not your husband anymore. But I know that my kids can still be, my grandkids can still be, the, uh, on the throne one day. But who knows? Who knows? Mm. I don't. I don't. I certainly don't. But uh, in the aftermath of this, Rhaenyra and Damon are wed in a ceremony that features, uh, you know, the blood from their lips being marked on each other, and them kissing with the blood running down their mouths and stuff and their hands joined with a giant cut in the middle you know uh, what the blade was that they were cutting with or was it the cat's paw no it was just uh dragons whatever they the just the the actual mineral itself is called like when it, the this stuff that can kill dragon white glass. Dra- yeah dragon glass they had like a little little bit of dragon gotcha. glass that was that was cutting them in their I hands and their that. lips yeah, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm still not like huge on Rhaenyra and Damon. You know, um, they're getting a really, really romantic treatment. Um, I'm not. I'm not like 100 percent here for that. I'm more here for the impl- implications of their marriage. You know, story wise, because. Uh, Frankly, it's just, it's, ah, I just can't get behind it. You know, I know that we're, uh, I know that it's fantasy. I know that we're dealing with the Targaryens. Um, my least favorite thing on Twitter right now is the people who are like, we're getting, we're watching Game of Thrones. What'd you think was going to happen? And they're like actively shipping incestuous relationships. I'm like, no, no, I don't think that's how this works actually. Um, yes, it's fantasy. Yes, it's fiction. I don't think that's, that means you're supposed to go, I want an uncle who watched his niece grow up 
to get married and have a romantic relationship. Like, I, there's no light yeah. in which that's not weird for me. No. Um, it's it's okay to be like, oh, their marriage sparks very interesting conflicts in the show, and like it'll it'll bring for you know a very cool side of the war. Like that that's that's one part that you can look into and be like, that is a cool part of their marriage. But the marriage itself is still no. Yeah. <laughs> like it it is no in the first place. Like it it's 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 okay to for in the show to to know what it will cause and like to think of that, but to actually be behind the marriage and be like to yeah like, like reform like that know. is is weird like yeah. i it is i don't know it, all the memes are just like everyone worships house targaryen you know ever let's put the banners back up you know like like it's it's time to bring the banner back out i'm wor- worshiping house targaryen again um, yeah but yeah no, that's a little too far um, i can't do it man i just can't uh but Regardless, it was a beautiful ceremony. This was very, very pretty, prettily shot and everything. Uh, I can't kids. help but feel like this episode should have been like I did like Miguel Sapochnik's direction this week a lot more than last week. But I can't help but feel like this episode should have been directed by the chick who did uh, four and five. Mm. I feel like it would have just. I mean, like it was already fucking fantastic and the rating will reflect that. But uh, I think it was Claire Kilner. I think that was her name. Let me check. I want to make sure I get that right. Yeah, Claire Kilner. I think like this episode could have benefited a lot from having her direct it because the way four and five looked was fucking nuts. Uh, and this did look great. But uh, the way that she shot the romantic scenes between Rhaenyra and Damon was quite effective for me. Um mm. But yeah, it's it's after this wedding that we find out Lenor is alive. He shaved his head and he's in a rowboat with Carl. They're Ooh. heading out to board a ship, and they're heading to Essos. Mm. And I was like, "Thank fucking god!" That like made or broke this episode. If Lenor was dead, I would have been like, "No, fuck this. This mm. is not good." You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I'm just so glad. I'm so glad he's alive. Uh, I am so glad he's alive. Yeah, that's where it, it finally hit me. You know, it, it took me seeing him on screen to put it together that they were faking his death. You know, like, well, I guess after the the guy was thrown in the fire, like, I'm like, okay, no, that's not actually him. You know, like, I, I was getting a little right, suspicious. Right. But, like, here I was like, okay. Yeah, when oh, they cut back, they like, cut back after the, the fight. We don't see the death. You just see a body on the fire. It's like, oh, okay, maybe there's hope. Mm. Yeah, but no, this was it was a, a nice relief, um, and it was really well edited. The way, like through all of that, it was uh, it was still Rhaenyra and Damon hatching the plan as it unfolds. Like it was, it was so fucking good. It was so fucking good. But uh, yeah, man, did did you land on all your favorites? Did we get all that out of the way? Yep, I got uh, Aemon as my character. Um, so I think he'll take a very cool direction. I got Olivia Cook. For the performance um i think you did as well um there I, did, I, yes. I had to agree with you there i i don't think there was another performance that stood up to hers this episode uh both of our scenes were allison going crazy yeah um 
And then the line I went with was History Doesn't Remember Blood, It Remembers Names by Corliss. Um, and then your line was the But Now, now they, see they See You As You Are. are. Yeah. yeah, that um, was too fucking good. But uh, are we ready to throw a rating at this bad boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm ready. This one is. Oh, I'm ready. Is going to do well. I have the feeling it will do it will do quite well. Um but yeah, so our rating system, it's got three categories out of ten. Uh first one being enjoyment, completely uh subjective, just entirely how we felt about the episode, how much it connected with us on an emotional level, how much we enjoyed it. Uh genre, just how well it fulfills its fantasy Game of Thrones esque. And this one was uh phenomenal. Uh, featuring a a funeral, a wedding, a maiming, uh, dragon sex, riding. dragon riding. It was it was everything you want a Game of Thrones episode to be. And then critical rating. This is this is where we take this the uh, enjoyment rating and flip it on its head. It's completely objective. Uh, however, we're feeling about the way they the way this episode was done, uh, film wise, uh, acting wise, writing wise, cinematography, soundtrack, the score, all this. Uh, all very, very important and all to be considered here. We take the average of those three numbers and it becomes our rating for the episode. So, you're ready to get into it. Mm. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, this... I mean, enjoyment-wise, I'm... I think I'm I'm right up at a 10. That's a 10. That's a 10. I was... I mean, there's just too much going on here not to... To ride the tension bus, like I was, it was just so much tension being built the whole time, and it's it. it this group of people are about to explode, like it's it's about to go down, and I I don't know when Viserys is going to die. I'm not thinking it's going to happen until season two. I don't care, so that whenever it does happen next episode, probably or whenever, mm. I'm just not. You know, I'll be surprised because. Man, I thought that dude was dead episode two or three. Right. Um, uh, dude, dude's holding on though. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. He's holding uh, out. It, yeah. But yeah, no, this, it's too good. This episode was, just had yeah. so much going for it. It was uh, so fucking good, man. It was, uh, it was, like I said, it was everything you want a Game of Thrones episode to be. Um, and it, I think that lends itself to the genre rating being a 10 as well. Um, I think yeah, it's it's like no it's a ten out of ten in two categories. Uh, the the critical rating is the only one where I think it might drop. And when I say it might drop, I mean point two five. Like I'm I'm that that's probably a nine seven five out of ten for me. Uh, it's not it's not substantial. I just like I immediately came off of it thinking, oh, I think that that episode would have been better directed by someone else. Yeah. And if that's the thought, it's going to come down a little bit, but. It was still so fucking well done. The editing was incredible again. The visual effects were fucking outstanding. Aimond on that dragon was, like I said, the best dragon riding I think we've ever fucking seen. And it looked uh, real. Like, I, it didn't look wonky. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like was it Lanor riding? It was Lanor on Sea Smoke. Yeah, like, it, it looked a little wonky. Like, a little bit. You know, like, I guess how how real can you really make dragon riding look? But this, like, I don't know. It looked very good. It did. Um, it looked so good. Um, I mean, the tensions were riding high. The the full arc for the episode mm-hmm. being the uh, 
the funeral for Lena, Damon losing his wife, uh, gaining a new one where the, the war is taking a, the war is taking shape. We're choosing sides. It's time to roll. Um, it was too fucking good, man. It was too fucking good. It's a nine, nine, two. It's a um, 99% on the old tomato meter. On IMDb, this episode was given a nine, five out of 10. So we're a little think, kind to I it. I think but... it's the highest, the highest rated this season. Yeah. Episode five was a nine out of 10. Mm. Or it was an eight and a half. Yeah. This, this is the highest rated episode so far. Rightfully so, I think. Uh, I think I think that's fair, but uh, I I do still find myself like maybe not liking episode five more, but thinking episode five was just a tad bit more well done. Um, yeah, or so slightly, just ever so slightly. This was so fucking good. Uh, mm. But yeah, I uh, I fucking loved this episode, man. It was so goddamn good. One of my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones of all time. Yeah, they're they're just they keep doing it. Okay. Um, I got you know I'm 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 I got trust in them. This show is gonna last however long they keep making it because it's just that good. You can't like, I don't know. It's it's too good to not make. If like I don't right. know, like if if it's getting the reception it's getting, and like, I don't yeah, think it's, it's gonna dwindle anytime good, soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. This episode coming to a 99%, a 9.92 on our scale, uh, 99% on the tomato meter. Fucking brilliant. Any predictions uh, you got? I I stopped trying to predict this show a few episodes back, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, now it's just like, what really can we, it's just, when is the war's coming? Gonna, when's it going to start? Yeah. It's like, who kills who? You know, like, uh, it's kind of that's kind of all we got left, you know. Uh, but I'm mm. I'm so excited for the show, man. For three weeks left, three episodes left. Um, a, a little bit of a time jump next week. The kids will be older. Uh, very excited for that. Uh, but shit, man, I don't know. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. You got any any last thoughts on the on the episode? I think I got it. Think we got All it. right. Then uh, with that, I think we've concluded Fire and Bloom, a House of the Dragon podcast, number 107, Driftmark. Coming to a 9.9 out of 10. Damn good. Damn good. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find over 40 hours of exclusive content, including we just concluded the awards plans for our uh, for our 52-year journey through film mega award show. We've got a, we got one more step to take, but we got all the nominees laid out right now. Uh, and that's like a total. It was in three parts, and I think it ended up totaling like five and a half, almost six hours of planning. So uh, we put some time into it, and it's over there on Patreon for you. Put a lot of time into the pod, and we appreciate if you can uh, help us pay those dividends back. $3 a month over on Patreon.com slash Bloom. It would be a huge help. Um, if you would, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. If you're fucking with me and Joe, 
We're covering Andor every Wednesday on the Andor After Party. This week will mark episode five. Uh, on Fridays, we're continuing our 52-year journey through film, as I mentioned a moment ago. We're starting a new decade this Friday, the 10s. It's coming close to a close. Uh, but this Friday's movie is Inception, directed by Christopher Nolan. And you'll hear us uh, question whether it is as good as the people seem to make it out to be. That's uh, kind of the sentiment you can expect on on the Inception episode coming this Friday. Um, but yeah, come back next week for Fire and Bloom. House of the Dragon, stick with us. Leave a five-star rate and review wherever you're listening. Share us with whoever you, you know watching the show. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And now they see you as you are.